This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance to Warm Up. After spending Tuesday night with our necks looking upwards for 90 minutes, this week our panel has been tending to a trio of sore necks. Our stats gymnast Chris Markham has been pushing his trapezius, researching as always for the episode is the extensor, Brady Frost, and making a bridge from the regular podcast to the warm-up, I'm Matt Shaw. Good evening. Evening. Good evening, mate. Chaps, uh, before we get going, it's, it's not escaped me that due to the international break and, and being short of time to plan two or three episodes a week. We haven't yet on this podcast uh, paid tribute to a Huddersfield Town legend who sadly passed away on the 11th of November. Uh, Les Massey was brought down from Banks OD in Scotland by Andy Beattie in 1953 and worked his way from the reserves to the first team in 1956, where he made 363 appearances for the first team, uh, which places him 12th in the uh, 12th place in the all-time appearances records uh, for the club. Uh, and inside forward, he also scored 108 goals, which puts him in fifth place in Huddersfield Town's all-time top scorers record list as well, uh, before leaving in 1966. Uh, he was voted in the top 100 all-time fans' favourites in 2006. So uh, this is just a moment for a, a Huddersfield Town hero from, from yesteryear. Okay, uh, so we entertain Middlesbrough this Saturday. Uh, Middlesbrough are one of those sides that we rarely seem to get much from. It's, as soon as you say Middlesbrough, I just think, oh, we're going to lose. Uh, we've played each other on 94 occasions. This is a lot more than what I actually thought we had done. Uh, town winning 32, 20 draws and 42 wins for Middlesbrough. It all seems pretty even, almost. Uh, however, Town have only beaten Middlesbrough once in the last 16 attempts and have zero wins in the last eight games. So my thoughts of us barely taking anything from Middlesbrough seem to be uh, accurate. Um, so I've picked a memorable game this week, uh, Huddersfield Town, Middlesbrough, memorable, memorable game. I've got 1.5 really. Uh, but you'll remember 2013, March, 2013, Middlesbrough even brought the smog with them to take us on. Um, 
Alan Lee, Danny Ward scored in the last five minutes for a really important 2-1 win at the time. Alan Lee, I remember, scoring from about six inches out and celebrated like he just rifled one in off the stanchion from 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> typical <laughs> typical Alan Lee. Uh, you got to love his enthusiasm, haven't you, Alan Lee? Uh, and then, da- then Danny Ward hit one through the fog that I don't think anyone saw until it had actually sat on the uh, been on the ground for a, a couple of minutes. And But... Chris, you'd have been involved then. That that was such a huge win at the time because things were going oh. a little bit south. And then after that, things picked up for us that year. Yeah, I think it was Mark Robbins' first win, uh, his first home win anyway. And uh, I remember um, at the time, uh, Ian Bennett, who was one of the best characters and one of the best people. He's actually a goalkeeper coach now for Middlesbrough. Um, so in sort of nice segue there. But um, if you remember, they scored fairly late on as well, I seem to remember. It was um, Scott McDonald and Huddersfield fans will remember Scott McDonald with much yeah. fondness, I'm sure, after Mick Wads, after the Mick Wadsworth uh, season. Yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, but it's a, sorry, long story. So they scored and then we changed the colour of the ball. So we were, we were playing terrible. We were hopeless for a while. And you think, you know, it's going to be another long night, another 1-0 win, uh, defeat or whatever. And then we got the orange ball out and then we scored two in like five minutes with the orange ball. And at the end, Mark Robbins is doing his talk to the players and then Benno just pipes up, don't forget it was the ball that did it, Gaffer. <laughs> just the way he said it, just absolutely brilliant. But it was a, a fantastic finish from Wardy. Um, and that's that's what he's capable of, obviously, is, is what we're hoping he's going to he's going to do again. You know, that, those shots from outside the box, both feet, he can, um, you know, he's, he, he's dangerous with that. So I think, um, yeah, it was a... It was a really important win at the time. And like you say, you could barely make out what was going on, but we changed the ball, scored two, and that was all right. Okay, up front that day as well, Brady, for Middlesbrough. Um, it's a good job Neil's not on this podcast because up front that day was Ishmael Miller. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure Neil remembers him with great fondness as well, um, as we did the Middlesbrough goal scorer, Scott McDonald. Um I also remember as well a League Cup game in 1996. I remember going up on the coach um, as a school, you know, schoolboy. Um, we pulled uh, Middlesbrough out in the League Cup when Brian Horton was the manager, and uh, there was a lot of excitement about it as well. And at this point, this is the the game whereby we actually re-released or, or sort of reintroduced "Smile a While" to the Huddersfield fans. It hadn't been sung for a long, long time, and on the coach on the way up, they were passing out little sheets, you know, how to sing the song, etc. and it had been made popular by the final whistle video, uh, Alan Hinchcliffe from the seventies singing um, "Smile a While" on there, which is brilliant. It's on YouTube and it's 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 absolutely fantastic. And uh, that's really and it was done for a Simon Normanton uh, video production as well. So you know there's, there's Huddersfield video from '96, and you can see all the fans behind the goals. About six thousand Huddersfield fans all gone up I to watch. There. Yeah, we went to be honest. Let's be fair. We all went up to watch Ravenelli, Janino. Emerson, oh, Emerson. he we? was my favourite Emerson. Class. Nigel Pearson? No, not Nigel Pearson. No, I, I was not going to watch him. No. <laughs> Mikel Beck as well. There's another one. Mikel Beck, uh, yeah. There was a rumour at school that he was actually the frontman of the band Beck as well, which a few people believed, believe it or not. And uh, I remember when Andy Payton scored that day, and we celebrated like we'd just got the winner in the last minute. It was it was incredible, really fantastic. We had some chances. I seem to remember. Obviously, they had a lot more chances, but they weren't one one way traffic. He missed a couple more, I think. Yeah. Um, good times, good times, uh, but hopefully more good times to come. So um, let's go to you, Brady. Give us the lay of the smog. Bring us up to date and tell us how Middlesbrough have been going recently. 
Well, um, I don't think I've got good news, boys. It might be a bit cloudy. <laughs> um, so, of course, the meme king that is Neil Warnock is in charge of this Borough side and uh, the seventh in the table. Comfortably beat Derby 3-0 in midweek, although that's nothing to shout about, given how Derby are playing at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's all positive up at Teesside. We'll hear from Johnny from the Borough break- Breakdown later, but um, he's loving it at the moment. Shout out to him. And uh, he wasn't expecting anything at the start of the season. He said... Uh, if Middlesbrough get promoted, he'll get a horny for Warney tattoo on his ass that went up. Word spreading, uh, Johnny. You can't get away from it now. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, word is spreading. It's not sounding so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, everyone seems to be loving it. And um, the local journalists, by the sounds of it in this clip, uh, seem to be getting carried away as well. When you came in towards the end of last season, you struggled to see, apart from probably the strikers, where on earth this team was going to score goals from. Now all of a sudden, George is carrying a goal scoring threat when he gets in the box. Marvin's come on and scored. Jed looks like he's got goals in him. You know, you, you, you've got players who last season didn't look like they were ever going to score. Now no. it looks like they've got it in them. No, I know. Um, don't get carried away, son. <laughs> uh, calm one. down indeed. Yeah, who doesn't love him? Why, guy? Who doesn't love him? What a man. Um, anyway, so yeah, just quickly, I saw we'll go on. They're a wheel. Uh, they're a wheel. They're a Neil Warnock team. So it's easy to describe what Neil Warnock teams like. But they're they're solid. Only lost two matches this season. Only lost one on the road. Uh, they were on ten game unbeaten run before they uh, lost to league leaders Norwich, which was controversial. Had a penalty ruled out for no apparent reason. Best defensive record in the league. Um, happy to let the home team have the possession and. Um, yeah, just uh, very solid. And uh, again, I feel like I'm repeating myself for every warm-up we've done there. But uh, another team I don't fancy town against. No, let's have a look at the strengths and weaknesses of Middlesbrough then. Maybe. Uh, like you say, another physical and direct side. Very tough to break down, having only conceded six goals this season. So uh, I'll expect to see uh, a defence incredibly watertight that we will struggle to break down, if I'm honest. Uh, Middlesbrough are blessed with a lot of strength and speed as well across the back four. A lot of energy in midfield, uh, House and Savile, good players. Asom Belonga, we've seen at this level for quite a while, you know, decent uh, player to lead the line. Um, and they'll probably line up with a 4-2-3-1 as well, Chris, which uh, I'll be honest, against Stoke, those three attacking midfielders pressing our defensive midfield really, really interrupted and, and, and spoiled our game plan, I thought, and Wickham... Tried to do that as well in midweek. Uh, do you see Middlesbrough? How do you see Middlesbrough in terms of their strengths and weaknesses in relation to uh, playing us? Yeah, um, you guys have obviously summed it up. It doesn't take a genius to work out um, what Neil Warnock's teams are. Um, obviously, there's two sides to them, really. The, 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 the I see there's obviously the side you guys have mentioned um, in terms of how solid they are. And they kept something like five out of the last six have been clean sheets in the league, or four out of the last five. Um, they haven't conceded more than one goal in any league game and you know that, that those things are worrying considering some of the stuff we mentioned before about us and how we struggle to sometimes penetrate and get in the box so obviously that's the that's a worry um they are old school in terms of in possession with the ball um like we seem to be saying for a few teams but they are t- they're in the top six of the leagues from of shots from crosses shots from free kicks and shots from corners um so you know they're a typical Warnock team, as you've said. Um, so I think 
Tavernier will be an interesting one to try and keep an eye on uh, for them. I know we're going to talk about the defensive players in a bit more detail later on, but in terms of his quality, shooting from distance, obviously they've got height, which is a Warnock team trait, so set pieces, set pieces and crosses a bit similar to Wickham. The difference between them and Wickham, and we spoke about that, obviously, is just the quality. Um, you know, it's this, a similar type of style, direct, without the ball, they'll, they'll, they'll be hard to break down. So pretty similar for that. Um, and, and the game's going to be tight. The difference is, I think, obviously, it's the pace and power up top that Warnock's already got as well. And like you said, with the wingers, but also with someone like Patrick Roberts operating in behind the striker, just someone who can do something a little bit different. I know you had Tomlin for... Um, Tomlin for Cardiff and he's obviously he could pick a player like that. He has that Maverick type player as well who can make something happen when maybe they aren't playing as fluidly. So I think it's just going to be an absolute, gotten really not good news in terms of watching it for a spectacle. It's going to be a grind. I think it's going to be a real grind. Um, I think um, is, is now the time to, to talk about how we maybe exploit them or is... Uh, yeah, yeah, you can do, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I've watched. I watched. Tried to watch a couple because there's not many goals being conceded, so was not really much point watching that. Um, I think it, looking at some of the highlights from the Derby game, they did try and stop Derby playing out, um, which is an interesting tactic. Warnock's teams tend to be very man for man all over the field, which it can be effective because they often show a lot of desire and they're quite tough to play against. I remember we did something specific when we went away um, with, to Cardiff when one of, uh, not not David's last game, obviously, but when we played them in the championship and Phil Billing scored that world day. Um, it, it, off the ball movement and being clever without the ball can really pull them about. And when Derby had their best... Um, when Derby had their best spell in the game, it was when they actually had good off-the-ball movement to pull players. So if you get this, the centre-forward dropping deep, the centre-back will usually follow in a game like this. So that'll be key. It's the opposite to Wickham, though, where I said if we get it wide, work it quickly, they didn't look great from crosses. These will devour crosses all day. Um, so we're going to have to be a little bit more clever um, with, with that play sort of centrally. Um a bit, a bit like we spoke about before, I might take something a bit special and out of the ordinary really to unlock it. The way I look at them, Chris, is that defensively they look quite compact, you know, very strong, very compact. Uh, the, def- the two defensive midfielders will sit in as well, which will then make a, a defensive six, if you like. Uh, looking at it, it, again, I don't want to pick Carol Lighting out as a key player every week, but he will be. And that it just looks to me that if a, if a team set up to be so compact, then you've got to switch the ball effectively and switch it quickly uh, to, to make sure that, you, you know, move it to one side and then switch it quickly across to the other uh, to maybe try and get in behind. And that's probably going to be the big struggle because I think they'll be pressing our midfield as well because they've got some energy in there as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, I suppose the most interesting um, maybe start number I found for this team was that no team in the league has been behind for fewer minutes so far this season. So they're not used to, the one hope is, that, you know, they're not used to being behind. So it'd be interesting, whereas I said with Wickham last week, if they do go behind early and we do score first, Wickham aren't likely to come out because they're happy with 1-0 and if they scrape one late on happy days. Whereas it'd be interesting to see what happened with, obviously, scoring is going to be a problem. But if you manage to score early, the way then that they'd have to come out could really suit town. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. Um, if there's any game, if there is a first goal, if there's any game where the first goal will really dictate the game, it'll be this one. I'm looking at a player, players in particular that Middlesbrough have got as well. So I've picked out 
uh, a couple of players, and unsurprisingly, they're all in defence. So, <laughs> middle, you know, so Middlesbrough um, signed Paddy McNair, who was playing for Sunderland, and he played really well for Sunderland. And to play really well for Sunderland in this sort of five, six-year blip that they've had is quite a rarity. So they've uh, managed to pluck a uh, a decent player, you know, Northern Ireland international. Uh, he was playing got Watmore as well, didn't they, Matt? Yeah, they've got Duncan Watmore as well, who's playing left side. Uh, he Paddy McNair is uh, he's been playing defensive midfield quite a lot since leaving uh, Manchester United, but it looks like Middlesbrough have slotted him into the back four. Uh, it looks like to me he's the backbone of the Middlesbrough defence. Uh, he's the league's top tackler with uh, averaging two and a half tackles a game from an attempted three point two. And then next to him you've got Dale Fry, who has the most interceptions in the league, and he's third in shots blocked. And then you've got uh, Bowler at left back, and then. Dyke Steele, a player that almost signed for us in 2019 or was on our radar in 2019, uh, he figures really high in defensive stats as well in terms of the league. So you've got really two of the best defenders in the statistically in the league here, you know, two of the best centre-backs in the league. And it just, you know, when you start looking at this, delving deeper, you just kind of see what a tough task this is really for Town to break this down, Brady, break down the defence really. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk about... Um... Dyke still. Some I, some fans have been calling him Virgil Van Dyke still. That's Very how nice. good he's been this season. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a difficult one. Um, I think what again, Chris, because you kind of looked at the derby game when I had a quick look as well. Derby did did get a couple of chances. I think the so we the issue with town as we know is we don't really create much at the moment, um, and when we do, we kind of need a couple of bites at the cherry. Whereas. I think this is a game where if we do create a chance, we're really going to have to take it to get something. And um, it'll be interesting to see. I think we kind of talked about weaknesses as well, but I think a real strength for Borough, certainly from what I've seen, is um, they're very good at recycling the ball. So if that that first chance goes, they're really good at putting it back in the area, still causing that danger. And for for me, I'm sure we'll we'll come on to it, but I think this game is one I lost on how good we defend rather than Borough in particular. I think we need to be really strong. Um, which we haven't been recently. Interesting. So uh, moving on to uh, players, which uh, as long as you guys are ready to do so, uh, moving on to key players yeah. for town. Uh, I've picked out a key player for Huddersfield, and that's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first just because it's on the back of what Brady said there. And my key player for Huddersfield Town against Middlesbrough is Naby Sarr. Um, again, it's going to be direct and physical, and with the size of Naby Sarr, he needs to carry on his decent performance, I thought, against Wickham. I thought against Stoke he wasn't so good, uh, but none of the back four were good against Stoke, in, in my personal opinion. Uh, but I thought Nabisar was decent against Wickham. He, he dealt with a lot of up and unders which came his side. I thought Schindler did really well, actually, against Wickham in the first half. Uh, Stearman did okay. Um, they will need to stand up to that again. Uh, what I'm looking for with... Nabisar is really he's going to have to look after Asombolonga when Asombolonga pulls to that inside right, uh, but he needs to be disciplined. Uh, Nabisar is currently the fourth worst centre back in the league for giving away fouls, so you can't have any of that around the box uh, with uh, how good Middlesbrough are yeah, at set definitely. pieces. And he's fifth. Uh, almost spat over my microphone there. Sorry. So he's fifth for most inaccurate long balls from a centre back. So if he has a good game because he's very he can be very good at spreading play from that left side. And we need him to spread, you know, like he can do, like he did against Rotherham when we played Rotherham on his debut. If Nabisar has a good game, uh, he doesn't <laughs> doesn't have one of those wobblers like he had against Preston. 
then if he stands up to a Sambalonga and he's good from set pieces, uh, doesn't give much away, then Huddersfield Town have a platform to me to go on and get something from this game. So my key player this week is Naby Sa. About you, Brady. Um, so I've gone for Isaac and Benza. Um, just looking at Borough, um, they force teams to kind of shoot from distance and I think set pieces will be key. And obviously we've seen what Mbenza can do from set pieces. Think of that goal against Birmingham. Um, he's also got quite a good delivery of corners when he does take them as well. And I think, again, that might not be key. But um, he's playing well and, you know, we talk about stats on this podcast, but I think when a player's playing well and they're kind of informed, that can be the difference sometimes. And I think I think that's what Mbenza could be. I think he'll be key to us getting anything out of the game. Currently, our best attacker, in my opinion, is, uh, for the last few weeks, is Isaac and Benza. Uh, Chris, who have you picked out this time? Um, first of all, I massively agree with Brady there. I think um, it's going to be a game. I know you mentioned Brady around maybe needing a couple of chances. I think it's going to be a game where we're going to have to score from a set piece, which seems, you know, like you just mentioned there, or it's going to be a moment of genius from somebody. Um, so I think, having said that, um, See, probably getting a jump in a feature um, too early here, but if it, I'm thinking to, it might not be a bad game. I don't know what the right back situation looks like, but it might be a bad game for Bakuna to play in the middle. Um, I think he's someone I've said before is really unpredictable. He's still to say how fewer minutes he's had and what fewer run he's got in the team. He's still up there for us in terms of chances created, shots, uh, and a lot of the offense. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stats. He's a bit unpredictable um, and he has got that match winner about him. He's also a match loser, which is the problem. Um, but I think for me, um, Bakuna, particularly I'd play him in the middle, could be someone, and if not obviously him, someone who's able to unlock that door. Um, potentially, obviously, another you know, Matt's favourite, an Iting, uh, Moy type player. Um, but yeah, Iting will be another one. But I think it will be a, a good shout to try and get a little bit of unpredictability because Middlesbrough look like they're pretty good when they know what's coming. So that's me. So we'll go to our still unnamed feature. We've only had one uh, potential name so far. Uh, let's hear more for what you would like. So we're going back into uh, Bill and Ted's time machine and we're bringing a player back from. Uh, from the past to play for Huddersfield Town in this game. So we still need a uh, a name for the feature. Um, keep them coming. Once we've got a good handful, we'll probably put it out to a vote on uh, 
on social media. Um, I'm holding back on my favourite name so far. Chris has come up with a good one. Brady still lacking at the minute, but I'm sure we'll get there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on. <laughs> so, Chris, I'll come to you. I'll come to you first, Chris. Um, a player that you would go back in time to fetch forward to unlock Middlesbrough, or even well, keep I have just I have just um, described two Dutch midfielders who are unpredictable. And I'm now going to talk about a third Dutch midfielder who was unpredictable, but in my opinion, a level above what we're talking about at the moment. Dean Gore. Not Rajiv um, Van Lepara, no? Uh, no, actually, Jeeve. <laughs> Jeeve Jeev fits into that, but he's not a central midfielder. He's a winger, he's Jeeve. So, um, yeah, Dean Gore. Obviously, I've mentioned all along, he's going to take something special. And he was probably the one player when I was growing up at town where you thought, this guy, like, he came and he had the Champions League tag on him, obviously. And you thought, really? And when he came, some of the things that he could do in, in that league were just special. Um, and I think that's going to be something that we're going to need to see, a bit of genius from someone or some quality from a set play or just one bit of genius that might just turn it. And the player that I thought um, of was was him. I'm, I'm going down a similar route, but I'm going to let Brady go next. Okay. Um, I think this is a player that you could you could argue for almost every week. Um, Aaron Moy. No, no, stop, that's not that. Stop it with Aaron Moy. Moy's is all My right. favourite player of all time is Aaron Moy. I'd, I'd pick him every week for this. <laughs> is, is it, Matt? I'd, you've not made that clear. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go f- back to 93, um, 94. Fun fact for Oof. you, lads. I was born in 94. Um, so, a bit before Love my this. time. 29 goals that season. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Andy Booth. I think this is a type of game where you'd want Andy Booth. He'd be battling for anything that came his way from set pieces, crosses. And let's be honest, his head was a magnet for the ball. No, do you know what? Look, he was amazing. He was, he was quick. Yeah, he was, just he was quite quick as well. That, um, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Rapid. And he could finish left foot, right foot. I mean, he was the best striker I've seen at town, without a doubt. I always wanted to say to see uh, Boothie take a penalty because I never knew which foot he was. Because he, he used to take it onto his left foot quite a lot. And then I won, yeah, and then good. I saw him take a penalty against Dean Hoyle or something in like 2009, you know, like half time, and he took it right footed, and I was like, "There we go." Fifteen years later, I've got he, my answer. He's, later on, his best foot was his head, wasn't it? I'm sure he'd yeah, say the same. But, like um, Chuck Norris has a fist that comes out of his beard. <laughs> Boothie had a foot that came out of his. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's a great shout. You could argue for that. Prime Boothie would win yeah. any game. I think at this level, it's a great shout. Brian Boothie was, was, was an outstanding footballer before his knees started to, even when he came back and he couldn't run, oh, as he, was, he was still decent. A legend, isn't he? And a legend of a guy as well. I've got to say that. What a guy. Excellent. Um, I have gone for, okay. So with a resolute backline, I, I like Brady's, um, Brady's shout there. I thought he might be going Ronnie Jepsen at first, but then 29 goals. Um, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking Phil Starbuck when he started saying that sort of Yeah, area. well, I've gone for someone who, like you say, I, I'm looking at long-range efforts, people who can shoot from distance, um, which I think may be the way to sort of unlock this defensive Middlesbrough side. So, um, you need John some, Dyson? John Dyson scored that goal against Plymouth in that season. In, no, that was 94, 95, wasn't it? That season, yeah. That was, that, yeah. That was amazing, that wasn't it? But, um, Boothie against Rotherham, that volley as well. We're still on oh, Boo that. Anyway, but um, but yeah, so someone who can score from nothing, long range efforts that fly in, capable of beating players and putting it on a plate for somebody else. So I'm going back to about 2010 11 for mine, and a player that used to cut in from the right all the time onto his left foot and find the bottom corner. And you remember that goal against Sheffield Wednesday live on Sky, 
Pilks. Um, my my pick is Anthony Pilkington for this week. I think Brady. What might Pilks. be quite good is if we put. Although I think you might win this one, Brady, but we might put that to a poll on uh, on social media. Oh yeah, let's put it to a poll. See see what the people we'll think. Because I think I won last week because a few people agreed with my pick. So I'm I'm gonna think we'll put it to a poll, and I think I think Boothie might get a nod. I think that's a good shot. That one. So yeah. earlier Pilks. today. Pilks. Wow, what a player. Yeah, earlier today. Uh, Brady chatted to a Middlesbrough fan. It's Johnny from the Borough Breakdown. A couple of interesting stories here. So let's listen to what Johnny had to say. Cool. And I'm uh, joined on the line now by Johnny from the Borough Breakdown. Johnny, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, Brady. I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. Thanks, uh, considering how rubbish we've been a bit recently. But um, <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about that. So I want to talk about Middlesbrough. So um, what a great start to the season it's been for you guys. Were you expecting this? at all um no <laughs> put, it, put it simply no um we've played very very well this year so far and it, it's been a really nice surprise i thought we were gonna be mid table or low end of the table but we've just been like a neil warnock side it's not pretty it's not unbelievable to watch you just but you just somehow grind out wins i don't even know how obviously you'll know obviously with neil being manager of huddersfield, huddersfield at one point um, he's managed everyone, hasn't he? So it's, uh, um, but you know what you mean. Like he's just, you just grind out results. It's, it's so, so good to see. Um, like sometimes you just don't play well, but you still grind out the result, and it's just, it's really nice to see. Massive surprise. Yeah, and you obviously we talked about Warnock. He's a bit of a championship expert, but can you tell us a little bit of what he's done at Borough to change things? Because obviously you're similar to us. Um, you had Woodgate last season, new manager, it wasn't doing too well, and then obviously it's a complete change of Warnock. Yeah, with uh, with with uh, Woodgate, it just didn't never it's never worked out really. Um, it was just he needed experience around him. He never had it. I know, I know, he's, him and Robbie Kane have done so much in the game, but management wise, they just didn't have that that experience around them to change games when they needed to. We didn't have a bit of luck under him, and tactically, we weren't great. I think with Warnock, he just came in and made things back to basics. Made us hard to beat, made us defensively shrewd, and we're picking, like I mentioned, we're just picking up points and being the hardest working team in the league. And that's what's probably that's what the championship's all about, really. And that's probably the, the big change is that the fact that we're running a lot more now, we're defensively very shrewd, um, but we just didn't have that under Woodgate, really. But it's nice to see us uh, turn a corner and be back to where we were used to in the championship. No, definitely. And um, what what are you kind of expecting for the for the rest of the season? Do you think because you're seventh, is that right at the moment? Do you yeah, think yeah. you'll kind of be around the playoffs? Um, we're seventh now, and I was so surprised. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know where we're going to finish this year. Uh, I think Warnock's main plan is to get us to get us to January. Hopefully, bring in a couple of players. I know Balassi's been mentioned quite a lot. We've just signed Duncan Watmore on a short-term deal, so we might extend that because he played well last night. Um, and we'll just see where the win takes us. I think there's no expectation on, on my end. I know at the start of the season, the board breakdown. I've said on a on a quite a few podcasts that the horny for horny title on my backside if we get promoted um, is getting more and more realistic. Even though I don't want it to happen, but it'd be great if it did. Um, so it's. Yeah, if if that happens, then fantastic. But there's honestly there's, there's no expectation on my part. If we can finish the highest we want, highest we want, then that'd be great for me. That's a big bonus, especially from last year. Well, I hope you get the tattoo because uh, anything Neil Warnock related <laughs> is always cracking. Um, so really I'm just is, gonna... isn't it? Really <laughs> is. Honestly, if you want to go viral, just post a video on Neil Warnock and it just goes, just does the rounds, doesn't it? It's great. 
I saw that one um, he was posting. I think we were going to talk about it, but the uh, after after you're winning midweek, where he's telling that journalist to calm down. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just meme, meme potential all the time. Um, so I'm going to come on to the to our game actually because you you had a good win in midweek. What are you expecting f- from the match on Saturday? Do you, have you been following Huddersfield much? Um, a little bit, yeah. I know. Obviously, you've you've changed a lot of the style of football now. It's more possession based and. I know that obviously I can't remember his name. Top of my head, it's gone. It's gone. Your manager's name, can't remember. Oh, Corbran. Corbran, yeah. Honestly, he just went poof, gone uh, my heads. And uh, look, I know he's obviously came from Bales's backroom staff, so you're trying to be, ex- you're expecting similar style of football, but it's more possession based. But from what I've heard, you just can't put the ball in the back of the net, really, or you've just been very unfortunate. So, am I right with that, or do you think uh, there's more to this, more to surface? No, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, it's weird. We There's games where we don't seem to create a lot of chances, but then obviously we lost 4-3 to Stoke the other day and then yeah. we, we can't score against Wickham. So I think you, you're kind of right, to be fair. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, what, what, what are you kind of expecting from, from Borough then? Do you think you'll just crack on or do you think we'll be a bit of a tough opponent? I think it's it's honestly every game, I'm going to sound like a manager, but every game in the Championship is solid. You just don't know and anyone can beat anyone, can they? And, I think with this type of game, the way you play, I think it does it does kind of suit us to a T, really, because we don't have much of the ball anyway. We're hard to break down. And when we get a chance, we tend to put it away, um, which is really bizarre, really. I, give them, I think we've only scored 12 goals all season, um, which is like one of the lowest in the league. So it's, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough game. My heart really says draw, I think. I just think it'd be a, I think it'd be a tough, tough game for, for both sides. But, the way that we've been playing lately, I think you, we, we could go there with confidence for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried about this one because you're exactly <laughs> the type of team we don't want to play. And like you say, Warnock, it's, it's just a solid side and they're always hard to break down. Um, I just wanted to talk about some of the players. Is there, any, is there anyone we need to be on the lookout for in particular, anyone who's been performing well recently? Um, it depends really what, you, what you're after, I think. Um, if you're looking for players just to watch in general, um, Anthony Dykstil has been incredible this year. The turnaround that he's had when he first signed last year under Woodgate had a really tough start uh, coming up from League One, had a bad injury, um, and he's came back just different play. He's been absolutely brilliant uh, What centre-half. Um, Mark Bowler, again, Woodgate signed last year. He's came in this year. He went on loan at Blackpool last year because he couldn't get a game, and then he's come back and he's just been superb. Um but we're very, very solid. We're a very solid team in, in a unit at the minute. But I think players to watch from an opposition perspective, Paddy McNair, if you can watch him, a number 10 for Northern Ireland, but plays centre-half in this system for Woodgate. Um, he comes in, he comes into midfield and he'll just spray a ball 30, 40 yards, which is amazing to watch. Um, but apart from that, I think it's, it's apart from McNair, I think you just got to look at the side in general. If This whole side is just a really hard-working team, a close-knit unit. Um, and hopefully we create a couple of chances here and there and we might put them away. But I think one player to watch for me is just Paddy McNair. Over to look at Anthony Dykesteel being brilliant so far this year. George Savile's being quite good. Um, but then also Mac Ball as well. He's played quite well as well. Yeah, Dykesteel, I think we were linked with him actually before we, before we went to you. So, um, yeah, it's good to know someone's doing better who we didn't sign. Um, <laughs> just just before uh, I let you go, I'm going to have to push you for a sp- score prediction. You, you mentioned draw. Is that is that what you're going for? In terms of- yeah, it's top of my head, I think 1-1. I, just, I don't know why. It just it just feels like a, a 1-1 game, doesn't it? Um, 
I would love us to to get a result and keep the keep the run well starting up again. Um, we obviously were one unbeaten now, but we were ten unbeaten before the, the Norwich game. But I, I would I would like a two one win, but I think a one one draw is more realistic. Well, to be honest, Johnny, I'd take that at the moment. <laughs> so uh, I hope you're right. But yeah, no, cheers for coming on, mate. Much appreciate it. Uh, no worries, mate. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Okay, uh, interesting there from Johnny. Uh, good comments. Uh, and now it's time for our comments. Uh, probably not as interesting as Johnny's. Um, so in terms of predictions, uh, team and score, what are you guys thinking? Uh, Brady, I'm going to go to you first again uh, this week because I think you were last picked last week quite a bit, so I like to rotate. So um, oh. let us know what you're thinking this week. Just his favourite now, Chris. Yeah, I've noticed that. So I I mean, there was rumours that Pippa might be back for this game. Um, so I've gone with if that is the case. If not, I'd probably play Bakuna at right back because I don't think he had too bad a game against Wickham, even though he got flattened by Akinfenwa at every opportunity. Um, I'm going to go 4 3 3. I think the fo- get the fullbacks forward when we can uh, and have the defensive midfielder drop into space, you know, back through if we need to. So this is a controversial one. I think Hogg needs a rest. And uh, teams have figured out that if you stop him, you stop us at the moment. I think that's quite clear. So I'd switch it up. So Schofield still gets the nod if Hayman's not back. I've got Pippa. I've got so four three three. Pippa, Stearman, Sar, and Toffolo. Because again, news on Shinlid. Shinlid's got happened, a concussion. I think. I think you have to have a week or two off, do you, Chris? I don't think you can play. Yeah, yeah. It depends. It's a protocol, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to go for my free of Iting. I'm going to go for Vallejo because he's played a couple of B team games now and he's he's a tall lad, six foot three. I think he could help with the kind of aerial threat of Borough. You can see that. Um, and then O'Brien again. I think maybe he a bit more box to box and maybe doing a bit of a hog hog roll as well. Then I'm going for my front three of Imbenza, Ward, and Karoma. I think this is a good game for Ward. I think Ward's actually quite good with his. With his head, get it. Yeah. Chris said that last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, you know, I think he, he needs to get a run of games now and get fit. So, yeah, you know, yeah, this will yeah. be a tough game. Uh, yeah, so I think form would suggest that Borough are going to win. But I think I think we might get a 1-1 draw. Just kind of just have a feeling about it. And I'd take that. I think that'd be a good point. So, uh, yeah, 4 3, three and uh, a one all draw. Uh, I'll go next. Um, yeah. So very similar to yours, Brady. I've gone four three three. Schofield, Peeper, Stearman, Saar, Toffolo. I've stick. I've stuck with Hogg, uh, O'Brien, Iting, and then same front three as you and Benza Ward and Karoma. I think Ward is time is is now, and I want to see him as a striker. What he was, what he was signed for, rather than coming on on the left hand side. Uh, my prediction is that it's obviously going to be tight. It wouldn't surprise me if it ends nil nil. I think one goal either way wins it. And I think Middlesbrough are probably slightly more likely to get that. But I'm going to stick my neck out and say nil-nil. Two nil-nils in a row for us. Chris? Um, well, you've just stole my scoreline. So I am <laughs> yes. actually going to go nil-nil. Um, I think, like you say, I couldn't agree with more, your, uh, more with your synopsis of the game um, in terms of how tight it's going to be. Team-wise, I think we're very similar. I mentioned earlier I'd like to have Bakuna in the middle. Uh, Pipper obviously will be a huge addition back in at right back and allow you to do that a uh, bit of freshness up in the middle. And I think also Wardy did well, came on, just had a couple of shots and that, you know, like you say, just get him, get him a bit of time. And if we're struggling near the end, 
get a, just change the colour of the ball. I think that's the thing. Change the colour of the ball, give it to Wardy, get get the smoke machine out and, you know. If like you need again goals, in, in yeah, Ben might not be too pleased on the other bench, but uh, yeah, let's let, let's get it out. So yeah, I think that that's my that's my link. Obviously, Karoma and Benza pretty much staking their their claims for those two slots at the minute. I actually thought if if Pritchard would have been in and around it, could this be a game for him? Like I said, with the clever off the ball movement, uh, maybe um, even if he's just as a decoy to really drag their man for man scheme around, but. No, I think I think we're all pretty much on the same same wavelength there, but um, nil nil for me. Yeah, so let us know in the comments on on YouTube and via Twitter as well what you think the score is going to be. We will get a prediction prediction league up sooner rather than later. Uh, but again, thanks for listening to the warm up, and we'll be back before the next game. Oh, what a night! Late in May in twenty seventeen. Shinda scored, it was a happy dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in Georgia Square did see What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks and offends and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night so save him mesmerizing me Low low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh, what a night Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walked an fence and then The commentator yelled, he takes our chance Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.